And here it is, ladies and gentlemen, my very first podcast. This is Evangelist Jana Pauls coming to you from my beautiful home base, Tampa, Florida. Honestly, I have no clue what is going to come out of this. All I know, it's not going to be like a girly girl podcast about girl stuff. It's going to be about missions, traveling the world, preaching the gospel, being in the ministry. Obviously, I am a woman, so um, I might touch on some of those things as well. But it's basically going to be about a lot of things that are real to me. Um, just as a believer, as a missionary, as an evangelist, I, um, I'm just gonna, you know, go with the flow. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna try to figure out how to do some interactive, uh, podcasts, take some questions and, uh, keep this whole thing fun and exciting. And at the same time, share some really powerful truths really that have changed my life forever and um, what I want this to be is just um, a fun, encouraging, faith-building um, little amount of time that you might have in your day um, to listen to um, just the things that the Lord has done for me. So what I was thinking about doing on this very first podcast is to just um, share my testimony. And this is something that Honestly, I don't do very often because I just like to preach about Jesus and salvation. Um, but uh, I'm actually getting ready to take a couple of interns with me on some of my travels to Europe. There's going to be schools of evangelism going on where we're going to mobilize churches to go out and win souls, which is really my heart and passion because my life changed when I truly began to step into being a soul winner and I never thought that was possible but I'm getting ahead of myself already so I'm going to start reading a scripture here in Revelation chapter 12 verses 10 and 11 it says and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. And the, your testimony is something that I want to talk about today. And I'm going to share a little bit of mine. And uh, I'm not going to give the whole thing. It's going to take a long time. And I'm going to keep these things short. And I'll do some longer ones. I'll probably do some longer podcasts, depending on, you know, what the Holy Spirit leads me to do. But I mentioned the interns that I'm taking to Europe because I did a training with them and I had them share their testimony. And I realized that a lot of people don't really know how. To share their testimony and one of the questions I got was how do you actually improve in communicating your testimony and most of the time you will not have the opportunity to share it from a pulpit and so really when you are sitting one-on-one -on -one with someone with a friend with a person 
um, that you're getting to know, family, colleagues, whatever situation you might be in. And one of the things that is so awesome is that our testimony has power. Your testimony has power. And that is something that I actually never believed about my testimony because I do not have an extreme testimony, as some people would say. Um, I did not live a life um, dealing drugs, taking drugs, going, you know, sleeping around, being in gangs, stealing things, or um, I haven't been in, uh, in war. I haven't had really crazy things happen in my life. Um, I was basically a regular person growing up in a pretty regular family, but um, I'm going to get to that. And so one of the things that I, I said to one of the interns is never think that your testimony is not exciting. Never allow really the enemy to tell you that your testimony has no power because it's not an extreme testimony as you might have heard from other people because many times what we hear from the pulpit are more extreme testimonies of people coming out of crazy lifestyles people being healed from incurable diseases or something like that and i remember actually when i was a teenager hearing some of those testimonies and i was never thinking that i would be a preacher and that i could preach but i thought man if i ever had an opportunity to share a testimony i would have nothing to say so i was even thinking maybe maybe it would be great to have an incurable disease and get healed from that or do something crazy or be in a crazy situation or live a crazy life and then come out of that because then I would actually have something to say that would impact people, which that, by the way, is uh, very stupid. Just uh, FYI. Um, one of the things you're going to realize, I'm just going to talk on this podcast like I would talk to people, um, like I preach from the pulpit. And it's basically about being real being you your testimony is powerful because it is real to you the things that you're sharing with people that actually make an impact are only the things that are a true reality in your life something that you personally have experienced something that you personally have revelation about and so those are the things that you stick to. And those are the things that can never actually grow old to you. It can never become something light to you. And so as I'm going to share a little bit about my, my testimony, I'm going to round that up in the end. Um, and I hope this is going to help a lot of you to really understand how powerful your personal testimony is. And I hope that it would encourage you to share it uh, with more people. And so... Um, basically, I was born in Kazakhstan. It was part of the former Soviet Union. And uh, my father's side of uh, the family are German. They're all German descent. And they were resettled during World War II. So the last two generations have been born in the former Soviet Union and grew up there. And when I was two years old, um, the Berlin Wall just had fallen and the borders reopened and so a lot of Germans that were resettled during the war came back to Germany at that time. Now in the meantime my father married a Russian woman and so my mother 
had to leave uh, her whole family when uh, we moved to Germany. But to backtrack a little bit further, uh, one of the things that was really amazing to me that I, I just recently got to share was that even though my family was not saved, they did not serve the Lord, they were not going to the church, um, living in sin, and uh, when my mother was pregnant with me, she had contractions in the middle of the night, in the middle of February, in Kazakhstan, which was the middle of deep winter with a lot of snow. And um, <laughs> to say the least, my parents did not have a good marriage. So as my mother was having contractions, she had to make her way to the hospital by herself on foot, um, which was quite a long walk. So she broke down in the middle of the snow and somebody happened to drive by, pick her up, and drop her off um, at the hospital. And she almost died, bled out. I almost died. Um, multiple um, deliveries in that hospital went wrong that night, and multiple babies actually had died. And even though we were not saved at that point, my mother was not a believer at that point, it is amazing to see the hand of God on somebody's life. And maybe you're listening and you can think back to a time where you should have been taken out. You should have been dead. And even though you were not even serving the Lord, maybe you didn't have a praying mother. Maybe you didn't have a praying grandmother. You know, but the Lord Almighty had a plan for you. And he actually created you in your mother's womb. And he, your steps were already ordained by him before you were even born. And so... That is something that I can look back to in my life and, and say, God is just so good and so merciful. And he's reaching out to a people that is not even seeking him. And that is one of the things that amazes me about the Lord. And so we're moving to Germany and my mother has this hope that maybe life would get better. Maybe the marriage would get better. Um... Uh, my father was drinking, he was sleeping around, and it was just, she was just miserable, but things did not change uh, as they moved to Germany. Um, and she became so desperate at some point that she said, if I don't find God, uh, my only way out of this is to die and take my own life. And so she went on a quest to find God. And what do you do? You go to a church. That's where um, you would think you would find God. And so she would find a church, sit down, and then wait for God to show up. And she's never been to church. She doesn't know anything about the Bible, the presence of God, or anything of that sort. So she would just sit down and expect God to show up. And if he didn't show up, she would go to another church the next Sunday. So... Um, she went to a couple of churches, to say the least. She didn't care about the name. She would go to Catholic Church, Protestant Church, Jehovah Witnesses. She would just sit down, go in, and, and wait for the Lord to show up until one day she found a small Pentecostal church with about 30 people at that time. She walked through the doors. The people greeted her, showed her where to sit. And as the worship began, she felt the presence of God for the first time in her life. And she knew God was here. Um, she got saved. She brought all of us to church. And for a couple of years, our whole family was going to that church. Now, I'm 10 years old at this point, And we've been going to church for a couple of months. And I'm obviously in children's church on a Sunday. 
And in our kids' church services, we did not have altar calls. And I'm hearing about the Bible. I'm believing it. I'm hearing about Jesus and the different stories. But I remember when we went to a family conference in another town, there was a huge children's service. And, well, huge in Germany, that was like, you know, over 100 kids. But I remember as a child that I'd never seen that many kids in church. And I do not remember who preached. I do not remember what was preached. I don't even remember if it was a man or a woman who preached because they had a program, multiple people were going off stage, on stage. But something I will never forget is that at the end of the message, whatever the message was, the preacher said, If you would like to invite Jesus Christ to live in your heart and become your Lord and Savior and your very best friend, come to the front and we will pray a prayer and he will come and live on the inside of you. And I knew immediately as a 10-year-old girl that I had never invited Jesus to actually come and live on the inside of me. And I was up first at that altar. I ran up there and I said, yes, I want Jesus to be my best friend. I want Jesus to live on the inside of me. And I prayed that prayer. And I don't remember feeling anything supernatural. But what I do remember is that from that day, I knew I was going to heaven. And there was not one day in my life since that I thought I am going to hell. And I can truly honestly say that at that moment, I had that revelation that God's love is so great that he wants me in heaven. And as long as I love him and I show him that I love him, I will go and be with him in heaven. And so this is something that I, I preach very strongly is that salvation is such a powerful thing purchased by the blood of Jesus that you can't just lose it on accident. You can't just make one mistake and just lose your salvation and God will not take you back or he would not forgive you. I knew any time that I messed up that if I come running to the Lord that I was still saved because his, he's, he's too good and he loves you too much. And so... I continued going to church anytime there was a meeting. I was at every meeting. I did every course. I went to every prayer meeting because I just loved Jesus. And all I wanted was to live for him. That was my prayer from that time that I wanted to live for the Lord. I had no concept of ministry. I never, I never knew that there is a call of God. Those things were not preached on in our church um, I don't remember actually one sermon of our pastor. I was thinking about it really hard. I was going to that church for nine years, and all I remember is Bible stories from kids' church, David and Goliath, the Ark of Noah, and, and, and so on. And so I never heard about revival. We had some guest speakers coming through sometimes that would pray for the sick, and sometimes somebody would fall down under the power, but that was not a regular thing. And so I just continued going to church and I thought, 
this is Christian life. You go to church and you help. And I had my ministry of helps in the church and I would help with the children. I would help in the kitchen and I would help putting the words on the screen uh, during the worship. And I thought, if this is all I could do for the Lord, then I would do that with my whole heart and I would show the Lord that I truly love to serve him. And I, I honestly believe that's, that's all there is until I went to a meeting in Berlin in the stadium and evangelist Reinhard Bonke preached and he preached on Pentecost and he preached on the call of God and I never heard these things and then he started laying hands on the sick and they would be healed and for the first time in my life I saw real tangible miracles with my own eyes and I realized there's so much more to Christian life but then immediately the thoughts came in my head, but I'm just a little girl. I'm a 15 year old girl and this is a man of God and he's chosen by the Lord and somehow he was special unto God and he set him apart and things like that. And, you know, but in, even though doubts came in and the enemy came in and he's trying to rob you from what God is trying to, you know, plant in your heart. But I knew from that day there is more. And I did not know at that time that that was the call of God just stirring up in my heart. And I, I again, I consecrated my life and I said, Lord, I, I want to live for you. And that was my prayer because I had no clue about ministry. I never saw um, a women preacher come through to our church. I never saw women ministering. Um, or anything like that. I, I never saw an evangelist until I saw evangelist Rana Bonke. And so I thought going into the ministry means to start a church. And I, I could not see myself doing that, especially not at the age of 15 years old. And we had no youth group in our church. It was five young people there that sometimes got together. And I, in, again, no idea of that God could ever use me in any way until a friend of mine came back from America. She did one year of Bible school. And when she came back, I immediately met with her and I asked her everything. I asked her everything about the school. I told her, tell me everything. And she said that she led over a thousand people to the Lord one-on-one -on -one in her one year of Bible school and how she would go out and preach the gospel and how the Holy Spirit would lead her to do things and how she would hear from God and how she would follow the Holy Ghost and all these things. And she was just talking like a waterfall. And at some point I just stopped her and I said, wait, God speaks to you? What does he sound like? Because I had never heard the voice of God in my life and I think it's one of the greatest things to hear the voice of the Lord and immediately I was so stirred up in my heart and suddenly the things I thought that were reserved for a few chosen people looking at this girl she was 18 years old her parents were not in the ministry she was a regular girl out of a regular family and instantly I had this revelation if she can have that, that means I can have that. And so I immediately asked her what the name of the school is. And I went online and I just applied. 
And honestly, I had no clue what I was doing. But all I knew is that something exploded on the inside of me. And whatever this girl got, I'm going to get it. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to be bold. I want to tell people about Jesus. I had never led anybody to Jesus at that point. All my friends knew I was a Christian. And I talked about the Lord. I was not ashamed of him. But I had no clue how to lead people to the Lord. And that is why I left Germany. I left everything. I went to America with no money. My dad went bankrupt the year before. All he had was some money stashed up to pay for my flight. And I just went. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't even know I went by faith. I had no clue what that even meant at that point. So my 19-year-old self got on the plane, um, flew over to Florida. And I'm going to spare you all the details. God supernaturally provided a place for me to stay for free. I had an awesome host family that took care of me and it's just all been supernatural. And I thought I just came to learn more about the Bible and, and learn to hear the voice of God. But little did I know that my entire life would be changed and that there was so many things that the Lord would gonna, was going to do inside of me and through me. And I'm not going to give you the whole deal because I already can't talk about it. But um, there are some YouTube videos, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post the one where uh, my pastor, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, called me out and had me share specifically on what happened when I asked the Lord to baptize me in the fire of God because that's when literally everything in my life changed. And man, this podcast is already about over 20 minutes long. <laughs> so what I'm going to really um, tell every single one of you is that your testimony is powerful. It should always come from your heart when you share it. Every time I share this, this is how I talk about it. If I sit in front of one person or if I get called out um, in front of a church or on television or anything, it's, it's always the same because it just takes me back to the moment where God changed my life. And so when you share your testimony, you have to realize that you're not the same person that you were. And it's not about stirring back up painful memories, emotions, especially not guilt and shame, depending on what the Lord has brought you out of and delivered you from. It should never glorify what the enemy has done, but always glorify God and his goodness. It should be shared out of a place of victory, and it should not bring you back to your old past. Rather, it should bring you back to the moment your life was changed. Emphasize that moment. Emphasize how God intervened and what he did on the inside of you. And no matter, honestly, no matter what people came out of, even if it's a crazy testimony, if it is an extreme testimony, or if it's just a testimony how the Lord protected you and how you kept yourself pure and holy, that is a powerful testimony. And it can even encourage people that maybe have lost that God can restore and he can redeem. And so ultimately... God Almighty reaches down to touch people's lives. And that is what your testimony is all about. And when you share it, never take that lightly. 
Never speak about it lightly. Always remember how awesome God is and how he revealed himself to you in that moment and that your desire, when you share your testimony, the purpose of sharing your testimony, as we read, is that we overcome the evil one, the accuser of the brethren, that when you share your testimony, there's people that are being accused of the enemy, that are being beat down by the enemy, that are dealing with guilt and shame and condemnation, or even just insignificance. That was truly what I was dealing with was just feeling insignificant. I'm unimportant, I'm not special, I'm not great at anything, I'm just trying my best, I just wanna do the right thing, I just wanna follow the Lord, and I have no clue what that looks like. And so, you share your testimony with the purpose of showing people that through the power of God, and really the blood of the Lamb, that's what Revelation says in the verse that we read chapter 12 verse 12 we overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and that is the victory that we carry and that is a victory that is going to encourage other people to see that their testimony is significant and that god can do something significant in their life and so i hope <laughs> i hope you were blessed by this um, and I hope that those of you that specifically felt your testimony is not, not extreme, not exciting, never ever allow the enemy to tell you that. That is a lie of the devil. Every testimony is significant because your life is significant. And that is a fact because you are bought by the blood of the Lamb. Christ died for you on that cross and he raises you up out of whatever situation you were in. And that is an awesome, glorious work that you can never take lightly, never play it down and think, man, my testimony is not as great as somebody else's testimony. Well, your testimony can encourage a lot of people because it's your testimony and there's people that will only relate to your testimony that might never be able to relate to some extreme testimony. And so every testimony is awesome as it glorifies the Lord and the work that he does in people's lives. And so I want to conclude my very first podcast with this. And I'm super excited about what is going to come out of this. Um, I know we serve an awesome God. And quite honestly, I do not know really how to end this right now <laughs> because there's so much more I could say. So this is how I'm going to end this. I'm just going to say I'm uh, really grateful for everybody who is going to listen to this, um, share it, um, subscribe. Yeah, that's I think what you should say. Subscribe to the podcast, send it to your friends, send it to people that you think will be encouraged by it. And um I'm going to make podcasts in different countries I'm going to, so that will be a part of um, just being a little part of my journeys. Uh, also, follow my Instagram. I think that's what you all should say on a podcast. Um, I'm doing a lot of Instagram stories. I really love doing Instagram stories, so you can follow me around the world. Um, my Instagram name is Jana Pauls with a J, J-A-N-A-P-A-U-L-S. So you can follow me there. And I'm going to post more videos on my ministry Facebook page. That is Yana Paul's 
ministries. So thank you for listening. God bless you so much. And I'm looking forward to hear from you um, some way on whatever platform. Um, write me feedback, write me questions. And I'm looking forward to share more with you about what the Lord is doing and putting on my heart. And I'm going around the same circle again. So I'm really trying to just say bye. All right. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.